Good morning, church family. Everybody smiling because it's a nice day outside? Well, do we have any announcements that are not in the bulletin? Todd called this morning there'd be no men's breakfast next month in August. I just wanted to say thank you again for everybody that came out on Friday for the health uh, cooking demonstration class. We had a really, really good turnout. Uh, lots of positive feedback. So thank you guys. And then an extra thank you to everybody that helped just to stay and help Zach and I and his sister clean up. That was greatly appreciated. So thank you guys so much. Well, a few announcements. Uh, one's just to refresh your memory. We have a bake sale coming up. Um, anything you can do would be greatly appreciated. Sign up is in the gym. We also have three birthdays that didn't make uh, the announcements. One is Carter Vole uh, on 8-11, Ellie Arnold on 8-18, and Jim Strickland on 8-18. Couple more weeks, we'll sing you happy birthday. We also got a thank you letter. It says, uh, Dear Pantry volunteers, uh, you have no idea how grateful uh, we are from the support from the church. You are doing the community great help, and I'm thankful. And that's, uh, looks like Brian Mapes. I'm not sure. That's pretty much it right now. Please stand and join me in the call to worship. O Lord, pour upon us the spirit of kindness, compassion, and peace. Sprinkle us with the morning dew of refreshing blessings and gladness of heart. Release from burdens and comfort for our heart and hurt and pain. Let us rejoice in you. Please remain standing as we sing hymn 62, All Creatures of Our God.
night. Please remain standing as we greet our neighbors with a smile. Okay, are there any prayer requests not listed in the bulletin or praises? Okay, my sister-in-law is going to have an operation on August the 14th, and we really need prayers for her. Um, they found in her liver a spot, and that's not too good because she already went through a couple years ago all in her stomach. So we just pray that nothing's bad in there. <laughs> And then my neighbor on the 19th of August is having a kidney stone operation. So his name is Logan, and my sister-in-law's name is Irish Quivis. Okay? Very okay. good. Okay. Uh, not Logan. I mean, um, Barry. Barry. Barry White. Yeah, Barry White. Okay. <laughs> Got all crazy. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> Any others? Please assume an attitude of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we pray for your guidance, wisdom, and strength to face the challenges of this day. Please bless us with your presence and peace and fill us with your Holy Spirit to guide our steps. We lift up to you the needs of those around us and ask that you provide for them and meet them in their struggles. Help us to be a blessing to those around us, sharing your love and grace with those in need. Hear us now as we join in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please take a moment in silence. Listen to God, for he speaks his turn. Amen.
Please join me in the litany of praise. I will proclaim your greatness, my God and King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and most worthy of praise, his greatness no one can fathom. One generation works another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyful singing forever. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will give you thanks. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that they all may know the mighty acts and glorious splendor of your kingdom. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. of all look up to you and give you food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. My mouth will speak of your praise, O Lord. As a creature praise his name forever and ever. Amen. Please rise and we sing the Gloria. of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of his servant Moses, righteousness being restored. And these are the days of great triumph, of famine and darkness and sword. In the desert crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold, he comes, riding on the cloud, shining like the sun. At the judgment call, lift your voice, it's a year of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming as flesh. And these are the days of your servant David, rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest, for the fields are as wide in your world. Are the laborers in your vineyard declaring the word of the Lord? Behold, he comes riding on the cloud, shining like the sun. At the judgment call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, and out of science till salvation comes. 
There's no God like Jehovah. 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 the children come forward please Son? Yeah, there we go. They said I have to use this too. <laughs> How is everybody this morning? Good. We're going to have a fun day. You know how Pastor Mike talks about driving people crazy, your parents? We're going to drive them crazy today out there. Does anybody know what this room is called in the church? This, this is called the sanctuary, where you meet for, to have church. Can everybody say that? Sanctuary. <laughs> okay. Now, I want you to go hide in the sanctuary. Do not go past those doors. Anybody in the back can make sure that they don't go out the doors, please? And I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to find you, okay? Like hide and seek. Hide and seek, right. In the meantime, would everybody open their hymnal to page 214? Oh, 217, sorry. Thank you, Martha. And we're going to sing the very last verse two times while they're hiding, Okay? Okay, I'm going to turn around. Go. I come.
goodness, they're good hiders. I'm supposed to be done by now. My goodness. I might need some help. I found one, another one. I meant to count how many we had. Didn't we have six? One, two. I gotta find Connor, I know. And I gotta find. Olivia, yeah. There's Connor. My goodness, I thought this was gonna be easy. One more. There's one. One, we got Olivia. You gonna help me? Everybody help me. Where's that Olivia at? I think that's Logan found her? All right. Oh, she probably up in the sound booth, yeah. Come on, Olivia. <laughs> Good job. Okay, so what room is this? What do we call this room in the church? Sanctuary, very good. Now you've learned that. Okay, I'll back. You know, even though you were hiding, God knew where you were. God watches over you all the time. All the time he's with you. Even when you think he doesn't see you, he does. And he has a bunch of angels. Have you ever have you seen like Christmas in July going on? Yeah. 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 Did you notice we sung a Christmas song? Wow. Way in the manger we just sung. Whoa. But we sang the last verse because it's filled with it asks you or ask God to bless all the dear children in thy tender care God has blessed you all the time you have blessings that you don't even know about like you got school coming up there are children who don't have schools to go to and think of all your friends you meet at school. But God is with you all the time. And these people out here, some of them don't know it, but they're angels. There's angels that you see on earth. There's angels that you don't see flying over your head, watching over you. Now, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. I want you to ask your mom and dad, or maybe your grandma and grandpa, if there's something you can do for them this week. And help them out. And if, when you do that, ask them if you can have a can of food. And when you have that can of food, I want you to bring it next week. And if you have a paper bag, too, bring that. And let's see. Does anybody, this is a hard one. There's a mathematical term. When you get older, you will learn. It's called a mean. Does anybody know what the mean is? It's like an average. So I want you to stand in a row from the shortest person to the highest person. Stand up, everybody stand up. Get in a row. Who's the shortest? Um, Looks like Logan and Connor. Scoot over here. And I think you're next. I think you're next. Come over here. Yep, come over here. Come over here. And then who comes next? 
Well, I think yeah, it's pretty close. Yep, yep, there you go. Okay, now the mean is the middle. So who's about the middle height? I think it's Morgan. Okay, so when you bring your canned goods next week, I'm going to see if I can stack them up and see if we can get them as tall as Morgan. I don't they, hopefully they don't fall down. Okay? But we're going to find that out, okay? And then what they're going to do with that food is you're going to be a blessing to somebody who doesn't have any food. You may even go to school with some kids who don't have enough food like, to eat. Hmm? Like homeless persons, you can't They're not necessarily homeless. Sometimes people just don't have enough money to buy the food that they need. Okay? Now, two more things. I heard, and I tell Morgan and Connor this all the time, there was once a survey done. When kids become six, up to the age 14, they only get one hug a day. For some reason, it just drops. You need eight hugs a day. Every day, you need eight hugs. So I want you to make sure you get eight hugs every day. And I want you to look at the person you're giving that hug to and see the smile. See the smile on his face? He just got a hug on both of you. Yeah? So you can give your mommy a hug. Maybe you can go out and give somebody a hug right now. Okay, and then come back for your treat. No? Not me. Why not? <laughs> well, guess what? I'm going to give you a hug. How's that sound? <laughs> I'll get you. <laughs> All right. Go, go give a hug and come back. I've got a special treat for you. You have to ask your parents if you can have this because in case someone's allergic to it. I don't want any. There you are. Yes, I got cotton candy. Me too. At this time, let us bring our gifts and return them back to God.
Heavenly Father, thank you that you can satisfy our every desire and need. Your word says that we should give honor to you with the first fruits of our wealth. Accept our tithes and offerings as a gift of worship to you. Multiply what, what we give for the effective growth of your kingdom. May Christ dwell in our hearts through faith so that we, bring, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. May we be filled with all the fullness of God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please remain standing and join us in our next hymn, number 393, I believe. doesn't get any easier to be up here. <laughs> I once read the story of a young boy who was riding a bus home from Sunday school one afternoon. During the ride, he was admiring a card he was given that day. It was a picture with a caption that read, Have faith in God. As the bus was traveling down the road, the boy accidentally dropped his card and it flew out a bus window. The boy cried out to the driver, Stop the bus, I've lost my faith in God. The driver quickly pulled over to allow the boy to retrieve his prized possession. While one rider made a remark about the boy's innocence, another observant adult commented that we should all be more concerned about our faith. Have you ever been concerned about your faith? I know I have. Faith should be consistent. It should not be a fair-weather friend. Faith should be strong, even when it's not convenient. It should, not, it should be seen in our daily lives. When people see us, they should see our faithfulness when we walk, talk, and in our actions, and even through adversities. Each one of us face adversities, and how we handle our troubles reflects our faithfulness in God. Many of you know that four and a half years ago, one of my biggest fears was confirmed. I was diagnosed with stage four advanced ovarian cancer. The prognosis was disheartening. My oncologist informed me that I could in fact fight the cancer, though there was no cure. With my first grandson's birth on the horizon, the obvious answer was fight with any ammunition he could provide. And so the arduous battle of survivor versus the beastie began. You may have seen praises in the bulletin indicating that my numbers are good and wonder what that means. This number called the CA-125 is a marker used to help determine how active the cancer is in my body. Less than 35 is considered normal. I started my journey with my CA-125 as 2,988. Worse yet, after the first round of chemo, my CA-125 rose to 3,001. This increase could have crumbled my faith, though God had selected the appropriate oncologist just for me, one who has offered nothing but hope and support throughout my treatment. 
With each subsequent round of chemo, my CA-125 started dropping exponentially. The power of your prayer, hard at work. At the beginning of last year, my CA-125 clocked in at just eight. It was high fives all around. Two days later, I woke up in excruciating pain. An emergency CT showed that the beastie had grown wildly in one spot, and the decision was made to undergo radiation treatments. After completing the radiation appointments, I was given a month for my body to heal before beginning more rounds of chemo. Though my body needed this time of recovery, my mind filled with worry, thinking that without chemo, the beastie would be given free range to run amok. For the first time during all of this, I found myself in a very dark place, and I was afraid. Overcoming fear is something we all face when we encounter new things, such as taking on a new job, falling in love, starting up a business, or dealing with health issues. Anything new in our lives creates a certain level of fear, but it is essential that we never allow that fear to dictate our decisions. Our faith can fight fear. If we believe that God sent his son to die for our sins, then we should believe that he will bring us through whatever comes our way. Our faithfulness, when seen, can be a great witness for Christ. Do you know the signs that a person is living by faith? They live right. If we operate by faith, the word of God goes from being just a good book to a living word that can help direct our lives. When we believe that this book is a living word, we may then understand that having a relationship with God goes beyond just the salvation experience that God has more in store for us than we ever dreamed. Jeremiah 33.3 reads, Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. This verse promises that he will answer us and tell us great and wondrous things, even things that are too difficult for us to fathom. There are many people who are acquainted with God, though have not yet cultivated a relationship with him. An acquaintance is someone you might see on a daily basis. You speak to them, ask them how they're doing, but when it comes to sharing confidences with someone, they are not the one you turn to. Likewise, there are many believers that are just acquainted with God. They talk to him, but there is no degree of intimacy at all. When you have a relationship with someone, you go beyond the casual. A relationship implies a certain degree of trust. You can't have a real relationship with someone without that degree of trust. In this same way, you will never be able to have a close relationship with our Heavenly Father until you get to the place where you have faith in Him, that ability to trust Him, that ability to take Him at His word. We heard in Hebrews that if we do not withdraw our trust in Him, we will be rewarded. Yet there are those that haven't gotten beyond the question, will God really meet my need? Will God really do what he said he will do? There are even some who have asked Christ in their life that still struggle with the question, is all of this just pretend? Is God even real? When you're going through tough times in your life, the enemy will attack, and you may begin to wonder, where are you, God? Or even worse, is there really a God? That's when you need to settle this question once and for all. To say last year was tough for Dave and me would be a massive understatement. I was up against it. My faith was challenged by more than just the cancer. Yet God never removed his hand from my life. He used this time to shake me out of my comfort zone so he could take me to the next level. I'm sure you've heard the saying, let go, let God. Well, I'm living proof. I let go of my fear, and sure enough, God led me in a new direction, one that gave me back my determination, allowing me to regain my strength for yet another battle. Though cancer is a tricky devil, remember the decision was made to attack the beastie with radiation? Alas, because of that decision, I was no longer a candidate for many of the clinical trial chemo that may have helped corner the cancer. As a result, 
By the end of the year, they'd run out of ideas and drugs. Consequently, the decision was made to go back to the beginning and try one of the first drugs. Well, that didn't work. I was at the end of an extremely trying year with seemingly no options left. Without my faith, my trust in God to see me through this, I could have easily given up hope. Just when all seemed lost, the FDA approved a new drug, and I am the, one of the fortunate few who passed the test to be a candidate for this new weapon. To date, there is only one other patient at the cancer, Rogel Cancer Center who qualified for this new chemo. I guess maybe God isn't finished with me yet. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. There might be some of you here this morning who are being shaken out of your comfort zone by God. Embrace this. The longer you resist what God is trying to do in your life, the longer you'll have to go through it. Once you come to the place where you are, where you understand that this is God's wake-up call, and you run and throw yourself at his feet, he will touch you, strengthen you, and raise you up. It's in our weakness that he is made strong. It's in our inabilities that God shows his ability and is glorified. If you are struggling in your relationship with God right now, don't run from him. Turn to him. God calls us. God calls to us. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Start trusting God with small things. You do not need to have an enormous problem before asking God to help. When you begin to accept that God cares about every aspect of your life, you will turn more things over to him. Accordingly, the more you see God at work in your life as a result of letting him take more control, the more you will trust him. Faith is the material that helps keep that helps you make it day to day. For me, that means facing every day, knowing there is no disease for the, for, I'll try that again, knowing there is no cure for the disease that haunts my body, but trusting that God will continue to provide me with weapons to fight the fight, giving me precious time with my grandsons. So there is always hope. When the devil tries to tell you it's all over, you tell him, God brought me through yesterday, he's going to bring me through today, and he'll be waiting for me when I get to tomorrow. I'm still standing. I love to watch baseball, especially the Detroit Tigers, as painful as that can be at times. <laughs> and I would love to share a cute story I found. Johnny and the Lord are watching a baseball game the Lord's team versus Satan's. It's the bottom of the ninth. The good team is at bat with two outs, and the score is tied at zero. The next batter at the plate is named Love. He swings at the first pitch and hit a line drive up the middle. Base hit, runner on first. The next batter, who's named Faith, also gets a single. Runners are on first and second. Now the batter named Godly Wisdom steps up to the plate. He watches his pitch and walks, because godly wisdom never swings at what Satan throws. The bases are loaded. Up to the plate comes grace. Johnny replies, well, he doesn't look like much. Satan's whole team begins to laugh. Satan thinks the, the game is in the bag. He throws the first pitch. To everyone's surprise, grace connects and launches a rocket out of the park. Grand slam, game one. Then the Lord asked Johnny if he knew why love, faith, and godly wisdom could get on base, but, not, but couldn't get the win. Johnny shakes his head no. The Lord explains, if your love, faith, and wisdom had won the game, you would think you would have done it by yourself. Love, faith, and wisdom can get you on base, but only my grace can get you home. We have an opportunity to make a decision about that grace, whether to accept it or not. How about your faith? Is it strong enough to handle trials that may come your way? 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14 reminds us, keep alert 
Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Luke 137 tells us, faith does not make things easier, it makes them possible. Just like an umbrella cannot stop the rain, but it allows us to stand in the rain. Faith in God may not remove our trials, but gives us strength to overcome them. I'd like to leave you with one more thing I read. Sorrow looks back. Worry looks around. Faith looks up. Remember, God loves you, and so do I. Please stand as we sing our final hymn, Great is the Lord. It's on, uh, should be your insert. join me in the benediction. Now, Lord, go with us and strengthen us that through us the gospel might be shown and fully known and that all our neighbors might hear. Deliver us from every evil work and preserve us until we see the kingdom in its fullness. Give us peace with us. Amen.
please join us in the, um, wherever that is, Jim, thank you for some treats after worship. They're also hoping to get some help to bring all of the goodies out of the shed into the gym to help set up for the rummage sale. <laughs>